When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Resident Evil Lorecast, the podcast that will explore the various mediums and lore of the Resident Evil franchise, such as the video games, movies, novels, and more. And here are your hosts, Ariel, Daniel, and Aaron. Got something that might interest you. <laughs> well, welcome back to the Resident Evil Lorecast. I'm your host, Aaron. And joining me are my fellow hosts, Ariel. Hello. Daniel. Hi there. And our special guest, Saint. Hello. So Saint is a patron of ours, and he is going to be joining us to discuss our favorite Ari moments so far. Woohoo. <laughs> Always have to add that in there. You're so excited, Ariel. I am not because we're not talking about four. Oh no! It'll be another. Well, one of my favorite moments was uh, about four, but it's just a bit of news that I thought was funny, but it's one that stuck with me. Go for it. You know what? No, we're we're gonna we're gonna open that can of worms. Let's let's hear it. I want to hear this now. Oh, just, it was just—it was just a funny thing about the how on the, in the Resident Evil Four VR they took out like you can't look up her skirt anymore or whatever. I thought, uh, I thought, yeah, they did. I thought that was really funny considering like of all the things to do, like that's all right. But that's the one thing so, people were like throwing outrage over. <laughs> Yeah, and I actually went through and looked at looked through at some of the comments of people just literally upset about the fact that like they changed this little bit of thing. I'm like, okay, like, do you want to be that person labeled on the internet forever that's <laughs> complaining that you can't look up a girl's skirt in VR? Like, come on now. <laughs> the paper VR, this is what I get. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what it was made for. But it's funny because I do see I do see that side too because like you look up and it's like it, it was it was a funny thing. In, in four, and I need to pick it back up. I actually got it on my list to start soon. See, this is this is what I want them to do. Wish they would have done. I wish they would have done like the black bar, just to add that sense of humor to like the, the moment. Sensor bar. <laughs> yeah, the sensor <laughs> bar. Oh, you look up just a sensor bar right across. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The sensor bar is blurred. <laughs> exactly. That would have been just add insult to injury. There, we know what you were doing. <laughs> Or even had just a little bit of dialogue and just her coming down or kicking you down the ladder or whatever. Yeah, something. That would have been great. It's bad uh, enough you had to catch her every time. Like, she couldn't go down <laughs> the ladder herself. Uh, well, at any rate, all that out of the way, let's talk about our favorite RE moments so far. Who wants to take it away? 
Listen. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> oh boy. I'm gonna go to zero. Okay. And and my accounts kind of sound a little dumb, but I liked Billy Cohen's story. That was one of my favorite things in Zero because he went from this fugitive to you finding out a little bit more and he's really not and he's really a good guy. I just liked his character development and his story. Okay, I can I can get down with that one. I, I, I like I like I like his story a lot too. I I do wish they had done a lot more with them because they did give him a pretty good backstory and a lot of redemption just for him to just ride off into the sunset and be gone forever. I know. Yeah, I wish we could have had more with him. Yes, mm-hmm. appear in another game. It would be more cool. Rebecca. <laughs> more Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they do the outrage game and Rebecca is in it, it would be cool if they have a little nod at Billy in there as well. That would be awesome. Don't nod. Just put Billy in it. Well, yes. Be done with it. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, that I love that about Zero. Mm-hmm. I will. I have to agree that Billy Cohen, aside from Hunk, I have to say Billy Cohen was one of my favorite characters because of that backstory moment. Yeah, because like you hate him at first and mm-hmm. then you don't because throughout the whole thing, you figure out what happened and then you're like, oh, man, I really like this guy. This poor guy. That's what I'm saying. They really make you feel for him. And then they take you take him away from you forever. <laughs> yeah. Like, you really start to like him by the end of the thing. Like you understand why he did what he did, why he escaped, why he's helping. And all, all of a sudden it's like, OK, let's move on. <laughs> you got your feels yet? You, you, you feeling? OK. All right. We're going to take it away now. Damn. Uh, well, Saint, what do you got? Favorite moment, favorite moment. I, I'm going to actually stay with with uh, the my favorite. Well, we're doing favorite moments in the games that so far. Yeah, right. All right. So I want to say my favorite recent has been the Resident Evil Three Nemesis fight with Jill. I thought that was really cool. And the whole laser battle thing was pretty awesome. And seeing the devastation of what you could actually do with one of those umbrella weapons, it made me think two things. One, why did they have to make a weapon like this? It's pretty ridiculous for them to have this sitting there ready (laughs) for you to use. Like, how do you have somebody sign up for their first day at work and say, oh, yeah, this is in case a big giant ass monster pops out. You just kind (laughs) of wait and charge this thing for a little bit. But it was a really fun, fun part of the game. And, uh, Really fun battle for me. So that was probably one of my favorite moments recently because I just beat that a couple days ago. Can we please get a video game where you have to play as an intern and that that's that's what happens to you day one? They just hand you this BFG gun and go, uh, just in case, just in case shit goes south. Like, here you go. (laughs) They should give you the option to quit once that someone hands you eight chess pieces and tell you this is how you get to the bathroom. <laughs> After that, I'm just gonna have my badge in and just please let me go up 100 floors back up. I'll deal with the zombies instead outside. Yeah. Dialogue box. <laughs> Quit. Try and solve puzzle. <laughs> uh, no, I will say the uh, I really liked the remake Nemesis fight compared to the others. It's not because. 
about the graphics and it's not because you know they oh we've got you know fancy we can make him look fancy or anything I really felt like the remake they took their time a little bit more to make it more suspenseful to make it more threatening and to give you that big revelation at the end that I just quite didn't quite feel from the original three ending where you finally kill off Nemesis and everything's grand like you gotta shoot him with a giant laser gun in this one like that is sweet <laughs> I, I agree I did like the extra you know in, in the original you kind of knew when he was coming up it was only a few times but the, the nemesis is relentless in the remake like he's always around even now I'm telling you like I went back through with the rocket launcher like even then he still gets up until you go to the next part he just keeps coming and I'm like mm-hmm. how many does it take and so I'm sitting there like, okay, after a while, I was like, no, the game's really telling me to move on because if I don't go, he's going to kill me. And so I thought it was really cool that they made him come after you more often. And then the fact that he evolved as you go through, because, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to these remakes, like they are able to give us all the stuff that they wish they could have did with the old stuff. So it's oh, yeah. good to see them like make him mutate and get better instead of just kind of just dropping it and blowing him up at the end with the rocket launch. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say the I just recently learned interesting thing about the new model in phase two of Nemesis where he turns that more bestial like apparently the original creators worked alongside the new um, you know creators and they were discussing how they didn't like in the original where when he mutates for the second time he just gets more tentacles they were like we really want him to be more savage and that's why he's more bestial. And I like that explanation because before I was like, that's not really what happened, but okay. It's okay. awesome. <laughs> Nemesis is super scary scaling, running across walls at you in dog form. <laughs> My but, favorite part about three is the remake. Right off the bat, he's after you. Immediately. Oh yeah, my God, you're yes. in the apartment and you're like, oh, you know, whatever. And then bam. It, it wasn't was, the police station that you seen him the first time in the original, right? Yeah, the original was the police station where he kills. Yeah, um, yeah and this one he's delivering pizza. He's coming right to the door. <laughs> yeah. it's crazy. It's time to kick shit in. Yeah, that was he, he really did. Anxiety inducing. So I remember playing it and I'm like, oh, you get to do a little, you know, whatever. And then bam, it hits you. And you're like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Got to get out. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting to have to deal with them so early because I thought I was going to ease into the game, get to see, you know, how what they did with the, the city on the way. But no, they threw Nemesis right at you in the beginning. Yeah, and I hated it, but I loved it. I Me loved too. It. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It really, they really made it feel like survival horror at that point. <laughs> yeah. Well, Daniel, what's your favorite RE moment so far? I'm going to be sporadic, not like Ariel and go in order. <laughs> so I'm going to go to one. And basically when we did the research on it, finding out that Jill was as skilled as she was, like Delta Force trained and everything. I thought that was pretty neat finding out that she was as like, to me, better than Chris as far as trained. Oh, yeah. by far. Yeah. Like i i remember learning from you guys you know how skilled she was but in the game you're like oh you know she has a jill has a lock pick but her background saying she can kick any member on stars ass any day 
And like that's the stuff that they should have put in the first one because you know people pick Chris because he's a guy he has this and that or whatever and they don't know that like he's the one that needs saving like the entire time. <laughs> you guys even talked about it how they had Barry you know running around with her the entire time, but now you think about it, knowing how skilled she was, you know Barry was sticking close to her because he was scared. Like <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't trying to save her. He wanted to stay near her because she was the way out. Exactly. Like now it makes total sense. Oh yeah. Like her being Delta Force, like that's a whole like not only is she Delta, but she's the first female Delta agent. Like this is a big freaking deal. And you know, you had Chris who was in the Air Force. He's a marksman. <laughs> He's a marksman. <laughs> and he was in the Air Force and he's so much better. I'm like, all right, come on now. But he can punch boulders later. That's not because of the Air Force. Let me tell you that. That's because he worked out all that time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he did, oh, he can't yeah. punch boulders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the ace in the hole. You know. So I get it. I will. I'll have to say my one of my favorite moments from one. I'll piggyback off of you here is finding out Chris smokes. Like that was a whole revelation for me. Like this dude throughout the series, you know, and we'll get into it later when we start talking about the other games he's in, but dude's a fitness, like seems like a fitness guru, right? But in Resident Evil one, like the original, he is literally lighting up a smoke and looking at the camera with his little cocky grin. And there are different pieces of artwork that you can find where he is smoking and it's referenced much later in the series again that he is an advent smoker and you're like what like of all the things to have him do yeah right. you gotta tell us he's stressed out too <laughs> well he didn't encounter zombies until you know one <laughs> yeah. so was it really that bad if there's anything to drive you to smoke, it will have to be the zombie apocalypse. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like he's not—he's not giving up at all now. Like he just started in one. He was like, you know what? This is when it's going to start. Yeah, yeah. He's just—he just had a little bit of life stress, and he's like, I'm just going to start smoking. And then after one, he's like, oh shit, no. Let's going to be three packs a day, like solid. Uh. Forever. I just thought it was an interesting fact that you don't really get a whole like there's not a whole lot of explanation or anything to it it's just you occasionally will see him smoking a cigarette and you're like okay why don't I have a pack of cigarettes in my inventory (laughs) bringing these cigarettes huh Chris (laughs) so I actually have two favorite moments Mm? and RE one okay so the first one is the iconic head turning zombie gotta say that's one of my favorite things with the slow turn terrifying yes original and remake Uh, yes (laughs) yes and yes and you even know it's coming in the remake you're like I know it's coming and it's still just creepy (laughs) and then my second is the other iconic you were almost a Jill sandwich (laughs) because I love the dialect and the original the terrible terrible but it's I still loved it yeah it's iconic and it's everything (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jill sandwich oh I know you're I know you're over here burning to tell us more saying what's your next one 
Uh, next one. I mean, if we're gonna go in order, Resident Evil Two Alligator Battle. That, that, that was that, quick. That, yeah, <laughs> I, I I had that one ready to go because it's something that I you know I missed. Um, but I thought it was really cool. Yeah, when in Resident Evil Two is probably one of my favorites. Uh, it was the first Resident Evil game that I had and played on my own. But me and my brother, we didn't have a memory card for our PlayStation, so every time we played, it was start to finish. And the furthest I could always make it was that alligator scene before I either gave up or died. So uh, I can make it. Down. I can't do it now. It's, it's 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 crazy what you can do as a kid when you have nothing but time. And now it's kind of like you know, two or three times I'm like, oh, you know. This game has to go. I'm gonna put this down and walk away. Because <laughs> it only take you know, a zombie grabbed me a few times, and when I knew I should have ran around him for me to be like, you know what, it's time for me to switch. That's right. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but that was probably one of my favorite moments. That uh, that alligator battle is just because expecting mutations and stuff like that. The first time you saw the alligator, it was like, okay, this is one of the things I do not want to see in the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And it's massive. It's not like, you know, oh, oh, whole yeah. screen huge. Oh my God. Yeah. It's not like, oh, you got a little alligator from the zoo, mutate a little bit. No, this damn thing is the size of the sewer. Like, <laughs> I will eat your soul kind of big. I will say the most memorable moment for me when we were playing Ariel was when we handed the controller over to our cousin and we hadn't died the entire playthrough. Anyways. <laughs> So, <laughs> two. I absolutely adore two. It would have to be my second favorite. Because, you know, four's always got to have a place in my heart. So. <laughs> Just because of Leon. <laughs> I love Mr. X. I love him more than I love Nemesis because I'm not a huge fan of Nemesis. I'm really sorry. I'm not. So. And even you knew he was coming, the music was playing, but I still hated it because then I knew he was coming. Isn't it a remake he followed you based on if you were making like shooting and stuff like that or whatever? That's how he found you? <sighs> Wasn't it like a mechanic that like he hunted you down? Like, I forget what it was. I now see now I should have done that before I look, but I want to say that like in, in two, like he had some kind of mechanic where like if you. Like I said, I ran through with the rocket launcher for most of the game. So, <laughs> you know, I, I uh, always felt like he was freaking after me, anyways. So I don't. All the time. I don't know. He was always there. I will say with his mechanic, he even if you slowed him down, he had like a few seconds before he would relentlessly charge at you again and begin to follow you. He did have the mechanic where I, I believe he was the first one where safe rooms didn't even apply to him anymore. Oh my god! Like, like you couldn't get away from him. I'll have to look that back up. But you couldn't. You just couldn't get away from him. It was do or die with him. Yep, yep. If you, if you stay in one spot, regardless of what you do, the more noise you make, the faster he'll be drawn to you. Oh, okay. gunshots, so, yeah. slamming doors, running. Apparently, so killing all the enemies draws him. Me too. Me too. Because it seemed like it was me and him playing the game, handing the controller back and forth. As much as he stayed with me, jeez. and i absolutely loved the exploration of the police station yes and the police station was beautiful like i know i always say leon but i loved the game of two and not just because leon was in it like i loved 
the police station. I love Mr. X. I love everything else. It's a really good game. Two, two is very, very close second in my favorites. I can't say enough good things about it. It was fantastic. It was gorgeous. Puzzles are really cool too. Say what? I said the puzzles are really cool too. Like I, oh I like what they did. And even like what was it? The, uh, the getting through the shower. I just thought the way they did it was really cool. I loved the tie-in to RE3 with the shower. Yep. Oh my god. The way the when RE2 came out, I was like, what the hell's going on with the shower? Obviously, something to do with Nemesis. And then when you find out it's Carlos, mind blown. <laughs> Just mind blown. When I got to it in three, I was like, I, I see what they did here. I like this. <laughs> uh, so, Daniel, what is another favorite moment for you? All right. So I'm going to bring up a game that we talked about two episodes I believe and it hasn't really been brought up too much since then uh, one of my favorites Operation Raccoon City oh. because I love the trailer that they made I don't know how often I've showed Ariel remember the trailer where the tyrant mm-hmm. smashes the car and Beltway gets shot in the arm oh yes he shot and he's like son of a bitch and throws that grenade back at him I love the trailer like I mean, I know we sh- it should be game stuff, but the trailer that they made for that game is <laughs> awesome to me. That's that's what I take away from that game. Is the yeah, trailer. the trailer. So I'm going to verify the fact that he has shown me that video several, several times. <laughs> <laughs> but it never gets old. It yeah. never does. <laughs> I will say with Operation Raccoon City... <sighs> I, when it first came out and they announced that it was going to be like FPS style, I was like, oh, oh this is going to be bad. Not bad of a game. Um, except for they did my boy dirty. What did was they that? though? Yeah. I mean, shouldn't that have happened? <laughs> that was. No. That no, was completely my choice. I mean, if you killed Leon, it's your fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what my son chose? <laughs> to kill Leon. To kill, kill Leon. Leon. <laughs> so I rightfully disowned him. Oh, God. Uh, well, it's, uh, it's about that time. So let's take a mid-break. All right, so here we are in the middle of the show. And the first thing we have to do we have to thank our patrons our fantastic wonderful people like say because they're amazing and we love them <laughs> and we love you guys oh so i'm gonna go down the list here well actually i'm gonna go up the list so we have i'm gonna start from the start from the beginning and end at the end of the list <laughs> we have anthony Bellotti, Zhang Ye. Remington Cloutier at our all access patron. We have Chris Slate as our all access patron. And we have our two VIP patrons, Wolfslure and Saint. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, again, thank you, everyone. You're wonderful and you allow us to do this. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so now with our thank yous out of the way, 
let's dive into what we brought for the mid-break. And I'm going to throw a curveball here, and I'm going to say, I'll start this time. Why aren't you just so special? (laughs) So I brought merch today. And we haven't talked about it yet, but I wanted to bring this now because it is on pre-order status. And I don't know how long they're going to be offering it. So if you go to www.insertcoinclothing.com, there is a ton of RE merch. But the one thing I want to talk about today specifically is Resident Evil Village Ethan Winner's coat. Meh. (laughs) You can get this special coat, which on it has secret emblems of the goat that you is that is featured as one of the little find me's in our uh, RE village. Um, it's priced at uh, 129 pounds, which is about 171 dollars in US, and is currently on pre-order status, shipping out middle to end of December. So if you run there and check it out, you can get your own Ethan Winter's coat, and it does look pretty warm. It should for a coat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. All right. What do you got, Ariel? I'm pretty excited to hear what you got. I read an article, much like I do every time. This article comes from GiveMeSport.com. The title is Resident Evil 9. Release date, leaks, platforms, and everything you need to know. Ooh, and it's exciting. I'm sorry, did you say nine? Nine. Ooh. Okay. So, it says, Resident Evil Apocalypse is not the only name of the Malign 2004 film, but it appears to be the current dev name for Resident Evil 9. So, look for Apocalypse. Now, the release date, they don't have an official date yet, but... Since the development has not long been started, they are thinking around 2024 is the likely release date, or at least the year. So we're roughly looking at about, at most, three years. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. No, because you know they're going to come out with four before then. So <laughs> here are some project goals through these leaks. Third-person survival horror experience. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Innovative partner system. Who is your friend or foe? Trusting system to find bioweapons in among your team. Unite Bio 2 and Bio Outbreak features to create a sense of dread. Strictly a single-player experience. Ghost town setting. Hmm. Mimicry old folklore creatures like Wendigo and Goatman. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Atmosphere to invoke deep primordial fear of the unknown and terror of deep forests. Hmm. Final chapter to finish stories of old characters. Now, this one really got me thinking. What old characters are we finishing? Because it says characters. Mm-hmm. So I'm intrigued about that one. Some beta testers are looking into new systems right now, and it's in the early stages of development. 
So that's what I have on that. I'm pretty excited about it and I can't wait to hear more. I'm I'm thinking that we're not going to get a continuation with Rose. If if all of that is, you know, to be believed as true, it sounds like we're going to get like another RE6 kind of game or we're playing as different kinds of characters. It could potentially, yeah, or it could be Rose, but visited by old characters. You know what? It could be. It could be. I'm just excited that they're going to give closure to the characters. I am excited, too. I can't wait to play it because eight. Um, what am I trying to say? Words are hard. With seven and my disappointment in seven, when eight came out, it renewed my excitement for things to come. So I am genuinely excited about nine. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get into more of a discussion about seven, but I think they were trying to head the entire series in a different direction with that one. And they were wrong. <laughs> but anyway, it is exciting to hear that uh, it's there's just so much to be excited for with that. If it's if all of that is to be believed, there's just so many elements to be excited for. So uh, I just think it's safe to say Ariel's going to keep a close watch on this one. Oh, most definitely, listeners. <laughs> right, Daniel, what'd you bring for us today? I brought an infomercial for you. <laughs> an infomercial? Infomercial. Have you ever wanted to be or pretend to be a Resident Evil Stars RPD member? Yes. I have. Yes. <laughs> well, that on Amazon, they sell a little wallet that has a badge. It says it comes with multiple ID cards. It has Chris Redfield. It says Leon Jill Wesker, but from what I'm reading in reviews, it sounds like maybe only Leon, but Leon technically wasn't stars. So <laughs> anyways, on Amazon, you can get it. It's a Resident Evil Biohazard Stars RPD wallet, and it is sold by Evermore. Looks like it runs twenty four ninety. Doesn't look like it has Amazon Prime shipping, so you'll still have shipping on there. Because <laughs> that's because that's the one thing everyone's worried about with this merch. I'm <laughs> um, hey, sure a, a lot of people do love their free shipping. This is an uh, infomercial for five ninety nine. You can deliver it between January thirteenth and February fourth. Oh goodness! <laughs> so we will post that in the show notes and Twitter and everywhere else we post this information. So essentially, it's a just a. Wallet with the badge Wallet and ID with the badge. card. And you really can't use it for much else because it sounds like it doesn't have a lot of room in it. So it's just if you want to pretend to be a STARS member. So, well, that's all fine and cool. Pick yours up today. Pick yours up today. <laughs> I am excited because Saint has actually brought us something today. So I brought merch. Merch! <laughs> I brought merch. Well, and I actually found a second thing that I thought was really cool. I actually saw one thing a few days ago. And this, So they have two um, on the website, purearts.com. And I'll post this in the Lawcast Discord for everyone to see. Um, they have two limited edition Jill figurines that are coming out. One with her Resident Evil 3 costume and one with her original stars costume retelling. 950 and 850. I also found and hurt my feelings. Oh no, oh it's back in stock. So I'm gonna add this to my cart. 
Um, it's a <laughs> Resident Evil 2 remake portable safe. You guys remember the ones you got to press the button and make the lights go around in a circle oh, in order to do? Yes. Yeah, dude makes them on Etsy and he's selling them. So oh, I want. Gonna have to definitely post that link. And actually, and actually, just went back out of stock. Okay, so that sucks. But <laughs> apparently, the guy's making more because I when I saw this like maybe like three or four days ago, he was out. But it's legit. It, it it's the actual size. I'm posting it. Um, I'll post it now. But yeah, that's what I got. It's really cool, safe, and figurines. If you're interested in that kind of stuff. Ooh, well, we're uh, definitely interested. And uh, Ariel says, give me the look that's telling me that I need to buy it. Spend all of your money. (laughs) Oh, that's my cart. (laughs) Right. Well, with all that being said, let's dive into the end of the episode. All right. And we're back. We're going to talk some more RE favorite moments. (laughs) Ariel's laughing because we were talking about finger guns. (laughs) Uh, Right. Well, Saint, I know you got more for me. What's your next favorite RE moment? Let's see. Fishing in Resident Evil 4. Uh, Aaron knows my joy of fishing in Resident Evil 4. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah. So that's one of my favorite moments, too. That's probably one of my favorite parts of the game is that giant fish. Um, I think, I don't know. Shit. Do I have a crush on Leon, too? Man, a lot of my moments. uh, It's completely acceptable. A lot of my moments kind of stem around him or games he's in. Oh, maybe it was a thong, that thong tweet that I saw earlier. It got me all kind of screwed up. <laughs> Sexy Leon. Sexy <laughs> Leon. Uh, no, the... Uh, the fish... We're going to break the rule here. We're going to talk about this. Because we're going to talk RE4 up here coming soon, so... The... F- I Okay, I hated the giant fish. But <laughs> the... Um, <laughs> You know, when you can go fishing, take my rocket launcher and I throw it or blow it into the water, right? And all the fishes <laughs> die and they float up and I go around collecting the fishes. She does. I do. I love fishing uh, <laughs> in Resident uh, Evil 4. Oh, uh, Resident Evil 4 VR. You just, the grenade is just cool. Like being able to pull the pin and just drop it in the first part where you actually can do the fishing. You just drop it in and just watch it explode. Yeah, it's and then great. you hold the fish in your hands. <laughs> that part was cool. It's just, oh, there's this fish in my hands. <laughs> I think I made my fish talk to me. <laughs> you did, because you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it's VR, baby. No, the, uh, I think my favorite little Easter egg with RE4 was shooting the water and the fish would come and eat you. <sighs> By the way, Aaron, I hate you because you did that to me. I did. I did tell her to very, shoot the water. Very, very first time playing RE4. This jerk tells me to shoot the water, so I did. <laughs> and I got eaten. You did. <laughs> I can close my eyes and see that, that cutscene happen right now. Oh, man. I would have been so upset. <laughs> <laughs> she was. She was so mad. Yeah, some cuss words might have been said. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, yeah. The I I did I did like the element that that section of the game added to the RE4 experience, but I won't go too much in depth because we're gonna talk about RE4 later. Yeah, four episodes worth. Can't I don't wait. think so. <laughs> but I haven't given a favorite RE moment yet, and. Honestly, I'm going to have to say the original RE2, where you drive into Raccoon City. The original one, because then you have Zombie Leon attacking you. Didn't get that in the remake. I was a little disappointed when you get to see Zombie Leon. Yeah, I wasn't disappointed at all. (laughs) Uh, I mean, Leon was alive. He was just getting attacked by himself, but as a zombie. <laughs> he was looking in the mirror. <laughs> he, 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 didn't notice, he didn't notice that zombie because he was drunk from the night before, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who breaks up with Leon? That's all I... Oh, my goodness. Who breaks up with him? Oh. Imagine breaking up with Leon and then seeing him protecting the president from zombies. I could have. You could have been Mrs. Leon Kennedy, savior of the world, but no, you broke up with him before his first day at work, and he was late because he was drunk and feelings. <laughs> drunk and all of his feelings. Uh, I honestly, I like that because it's a nice little. It's a, it's a nice little callback to back in the day where they would reuse as many images as they could in a game. I mean, you got to think there's a lot of programming to go into it, but it's just hilarious that they just said, eh, reskin Leon and just make him backseat zombie. Zombie? Probably because Leon's the best. So they used the best model to make backseat zombie. Oh, goodness. I will say, while we're on the topic of that, I will say one of my favorite moments from RE1 was the Wesker reveal. I love to hate Wesker <laughs> and hate to love him. <laughs> the moment you find out that Wesker is basically one of the people behind all of this, I know when I first found out, my jaw dropped. It hurts. It did. It so did. Because when, when you're going through this game and you depended on everyone and, you, and then you find out that one, not only does he been playing you the whole time he's been watching and setting everything up from the beginning i was so upset i was like man i wanted to like this guy so much you know i'm looking up to this guy he's he's helping us telling us what we need to do but he just we just test subjects and then i hate i hated him from it and then on out i can't stand it. i honestly hated barry from the beginning of the game and then at the end they made me feel so bad because the whole time I thought Barry was behind all of this. I thought he had something to do with everything. Because he was just acting all kinds of weird. He's just a weird dude. He, I like Barry. <laughs> he really is. Barry is a great guy. Like, after I found out how great of a guy he was, I felt really bad at the end of the game. I was like, man, I hated on Barry for so long. Just because he was weird. <laughs> My eye is like twitching right now. And I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> She's just having a spasmatic moment. You good? Probably not, but we'll <laughs> keep going. <laughs> uh, 
Well, anyway, Daniel, what do you got? So I'm going to go back to the beginning. Of course. Zero. So, well, before zero. Before zero. I mean, it technically encompasses some of the games. Like when we did our research on all the viruses and stuff. Mm-hmm. And after when I did the G virus, the Golgotha virus, I was like, hmm, now I like this virus the best. Because of all the mutations, you know, the more damage you take, the more you mutate. Mm-hmm. So it became one of my favorites. Of course, I wouldn't want to encounter one of these things in real life, but yep, yep. I was like, no. just all the differences that you could potentially have with the Golgotha virus. Like, if imagine the elephant from Outbreak. No. Imagine <laughs> if that thing would have been not just the T-virus, but it would have been the Golgotha virus. If it would have... I don't want to put that kind of creation in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> That terrorist now living rent free. That's you, you scary. Dangerous. Look, now there's another head on this elephant, but it's a human head, so it's just weird now. The terror now lives there. <laughs> it's a human head. Free, I swear. <laughs> but yeah, so when we did all that research, like the just all the different the differences between the viruses and everything, like learning more information that the games just didn't get you, like or how they were all connected, mm-hmm. for the most part. That was actually, I will say that was probably one of my favorite moments, at least of the podcast, of you guys going over all of those viruses and having, you know, and talk about what they do, what they affect, BOW and stuff like that. That's probably what hooked me in the beginning, because it's like, you know what? Initially, you just think, you know, this virus infects them. But you guys went in depth with it. And I was like, man, it, it, I didn't even realize because you, you, some people just go into the Resident Evil. It's like, okay, it's just another. Oh, they just picked another letter and let let me play the game. And this is what <laughs> I, I know. It, it's in depth, and they just took all these viruses and spliced them with other stuff and other animals. And it's like I didn't know any of that stuff before you guys told me. So that that's one of my favorite moments. Viruses <laughs> in general. Viruses in general. <laughs> I love the fact that Capcom took their time with this, this entire series. They have taken their time to play with our emotions and our brains throughout the entire series. They did. (laughs) They did. And I do love the amount of effort they put into every single Mm -hmm. backstory and to the viruses and to the researchers and to everything, they did very well yep. on creating this massive story. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, and like Saint said, well, we were with you on that. When we were doing the research for that episode, we were dumbfounded to know that how connected these viruses were. They just didn't, you know, just like you said, they didn't just pick a letter. They they actually did actual extensive research on these viruses and twisted other viruses to make them worse. It was crazy. And then throwing parasites on top of that. Oh my God. (laughs) To find out, I think the big revelation moment for me was to find out that Nemesis was in fact a combination of both virus and parasite. That's why he's so handsome. <laughs> <laughs> he's so handsome. Yeah, it was. That was the biggest eye opener in all the research for this. For me, was I had my I had my suspicions, but to get them confirmed like that was 
it was truly I was over the moon I was over the moon to know that that they didn't just start combining things they've been combining them from the very beginning of the entire series not just in the remakes no 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 when all of this started they years down the line of doing this stuff too like yes just figure it out like no you know we find out about the zombies and they got like 40 years worth of experiments under their belt it's ridiculous yes like you know and i and we didn't really think about these things when we first started playing the games and enjoying them you know it's just a fun game it's just an enjoyable storyline to know the extent that the story actually dives into is insane but anyway Daniel (laughs) I I said my part you said your part all right Saint we'll give you we'll give you another one what's what's another one from you Mm. Uh, I say this a uh, it's not so much my favorite thing or whatever, but maybe just a little bit of, of trivia, considering uh, four is Ariel's favorite. Um, did you guys know that the first Devil May Cry was almost Resident Evil 4? Yeah, I read into that. Uh, there was going to be a super stylized Resident Evil, and the guy was like, it's, it's kind of not what we we're going for here so it became devil may cry but i i would have been it would have been interesting seeing uh leon wall run around some zombies <laughs> that would have been awesome pull out ebony and ivory and just blasting zombies off with you know dual guns that would have been cool <laughs> i mean does it, does it do that later yeah <laughs> he does some cool stuff in like me. six right yeah in like six and even in the movies he does some pretty the CGI movies is some pretty badass stuff. Yeah, we can't verify in the live action. Yeah, we don't. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean the Milo Jovovich live action. I'm trying to think if there's ever been a good Leon um, live action <laughs> that I enjoy. <laughs> Who played? Uh, oh, there wasn't a guy from Prison Break that played Chris Redfield in the I, new one. In the old one. In the old one, I think it was. Okay. Yeah, I could I could see him as the actor. A I, think it, I think it was him. So we've we've had a lot of fun favorite moments, but I think we can grab one more from each person before the end of show. It's coming close to end of show time. So Ariel, I got one. Let's go. So outbreak file two. Okay. One of my favorite things is the zoo. I mean, I don't need you to go in depth, but please go in depth. <laughs> Just the animals. These zombie animals are so ugh, that I loved it. It was one of my favorite parts of it. It was truly fantastic to finally see some other animal mutations. Yeah, because you got the elephant and the hyena mm-hmm. and the lions and ugh, ugh, <laughs> uh. ugh. The lion for me was probably the most terrifying. They were all terrifying. What are you talking about? I mean, yeah, but the the elephant was slow. Strong, but slow. The lion is fast, vicious, and it's already a predator. I mean, you think about that. It's had practice being a predator. It it does? (laughs) Oh, goodness. But yeah, that was my favorite part of Outbreak File Mm -hmm. 2. So what do you got, Danny? 
So I can't go the episode without bringing up Rebecca. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go to zero. And I don't know why I like Rebecca so much, but I mean, because her backstory is that she's, you know, that graduate ahead of her class way ahead. So and then, of course, we had that whole game dedicated to her. My disappointment is that we haven't had her in any other game minus like five where she was in multiplayer that was really it like as far as a main character i know some of the other games if they have got multiplayer sometimes they'll throw your past characters but i uh of course like rebecca maybe not going back and forth between her and billy because <laughs> because it gets tedious you know what i mean you have yeah. to oh trade with this person but you have to wait to do this yeah that was the fun part when you're trapped in oh. the kitchen and oh by accidentally sending it up without anything on it man oh my god i'm so upset now you can wait remember this cutscene, go back down and <laughs> yeah oh it was painful or if you had too much stuff in your inventory you oh had to, my gosh yes. well let me run back to this room toss everything on the floor and i'll come back <laughs> i don't know how many times i had to do that yes uh. but yeah so i i'm gonna say just being able to play as rebecca her backstory even more mm-hmm. because you don't get a lot of that from the from zero you have no. to you have to read into her backstory to find out how like good she is as far as knowledgeable yeah and then i mean i know in the cg movies we'll cover that later about you find out how even more knowledgeable that she is so yeah mm-hmm. she truly is an underrated character i will say that you know as much as we joke and jest about how much you like her she's truly an underrated character through the entire series exactly she could definitely <laughs> run on her own i think like I think she deserves a game. I think she's a great character, and they again just like Chris, you know, they gave us uh, a Billy. I mean, they gave us a um, a little bit of her, and then that was it. Mm-hmm. So we could have, we definitely could have done, honestly, with more of both. I feel. Yeah. Agreed. Well, Saint, what uh, is what? your last favorite? <laughs> Last favorite, and and this again can be from any Resident Evil game. Or you know what? Yeah, go for it. Since it's the last okay. one, go for it. Okay, and I might be jumping because I think I don't think I've heard you guys talk about this one too much. But uh, when Claire and Chris finally re- reunited in Code Veronica, that was probably one of my favorite moments ever. Yeah. So you, you Actually. Spit- what we're talking about next. Yeah, I'm so excited. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'm so excited. That's that's my that's my one of my favorite games. So I'm excited to hear you guys talk about that one. Oh, Veronica. Veronica's got a lot of juicy stuff. Yes. A lot of juicy stuff. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, they reunite. Uh, the Them reuniting is a... I felt like was a very very great reflection moment of how Capcom did a wonderful job about grabbing your heart by just a full fist like they got you that is I mean we won't go too much in depth because it's going to ruin the next episode but it is it's definitely a grabber (laughs) All right, that's going to be a really great episode I can't wait I'm pretty excited for it so I guess I have to give my last one and I'm going to try to stay away from seven and eight. So I'd have to say out of the ones we've done discussions on. <sighs> Resident Evil three. Just 
clock tower. Just clock tower in general. I was upset that the remake didn't have yeah. the clock tower. I wish that the remake would have incorporated that into it. Mm-hmm. I do too. I mean, we had to swap between Jill and Carlos anyway in the remake. And the clock tower was a very pivotal moment for swapping because if you don't stop Nemesis at the clock tower as Carlos, he will kill Jill. You will get game over. You know, and, you know, there's other pivotal moments in there, but the clock tower for me was was really where the game shone through in the original. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many puzzles. There's so much. There's, you know, it's time sensitive. It's it's very much grab you by the edge of your seat and hold you there for a long time in the clock tower. Mm-hmm. But it's like you said, it's a shame that it wasn't there. Save the clock tower. <laughs> if you're listening, Capcom, you need to add it in another edition and just call it the Nightmare Nemesis edition. <coughs> uh, well, anyway, it's time for the end of the show. But before we go. Yeah, you're not letting me get away without rating this episode because <laughs> we didn't do a game. I rate this episode five Leons out of five. It was a lot of fun. It was a blast. Daniel, you got to give your Rebecca's. Yeah, I mean, I guess I did get to bring up Rebecca. <laughs> I mean, Arrow always brings up Leon. I don't always bring up Rebecca. But so. Do I? Is that? Are you being salty right now? No. <laughs> Sheesh. You can't tell. You can't see me. Uh, so I'm going to give mine last. So we got to hear what Saints rating I give this episode five out of five billies. Billies. Yeah. Billies. <laughs> you know, Daniel didn't get to give his rating. No, I was skipping because oh. he just kept talking about Rebecca. <laughs> well, we can assume what it's going to be. Yeah, five out know. of five. What is it? We'll go with five out of five. We'll go with five <laughs> out of five. Because <laughs> Rebecca was involved. I guess we'll get five out of five. I have to say, I, I had a blast recording this. I had a blast with Saint. Um, this discussion was a blast. I'm going to give it... I'd give it more, but there's only a scale of five, so I'm going to have to give it five hunks out of five, but I'm going to give it a triple S ranking. Oh! So, oh. so oh. we were in... We okay, were in I like that. <laughs> uh, you so got to Yeah, you got to give it a triple S. <laughs> Man. But before we go, Saint... Is there anything you want to share with the RE fans? Like, what are you doing? How can we How can we get a hold of you? How can we check your stuff out? Um, I'm uh, pretty much available anywhere. You can just search Dirty Saint, Dirty underscore Saint. Um, I also do a podcast with some of my best friends called Here We Connect. Um, that's the same everywhere. Here We Connect, our one word. And we just, we get together, talk about video games and being old. And being so. old. <laughs> oh. And movies and stuff like that but we, we have a lot of fun and we're just we're just chilling getting started and we're just, it's just something we're doing for fun and just sitting down playing games talking about the stuff that we love and just making new friends like you know I told them it's all about you guys so they listen to the podcast as well they're definitely going to listen to this episode for sure so you know you guys got four more fans five more fans so sweet <laughs> so well I 
I want to say thank you for joining us and thank you for being a patient. Thank you for having me. Oh, it was wonderful. Uh, I definitely can't wait till the next patron talk. Yes. Yes. Um, some tidbits of what we're working on behind the scenes before we close out this episode. We are working on some community game days where we can hang out with our RE fans. Um, we wanted to do, I believe it was the Outbreak series or Survivor. Which one was it? Was it was Outbreak. Outbreak. Um, we wanted to do the Outbreak series and it's just not working out for me. Uh, PC's not working. The PC's being difficult, so I'm going to keep tankering with that. But we definitely have Operation Raccoon City for our community game day. And uh, whenever our reverse comes out, uh, <coughs> February 7th, uh, <laughs> um, I believe we should jump on and do some community game days. Um, and you can always hang out with us in the Robots Radio Discord. Um, links in the show notes below, and we'd love to hear from you guys. And chat us up. We're always hanging about. We're always ready to chat. But on that note, I think it's time to close out the episode. So, thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Thanks for joining us tonight on the Resident Evil Lurecast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, tell a friend. Leave a comment and a review. If you want to keep chatting with us about all things Resident Evil, you can find us on the Robots Radio Discord. You can also chat with us at RE Lurecast on Twitter. Till next time, stay safe out there. And remember, we might have something that might interest you, stranger. What up tonight, City? You're listening to N54 Radio. This is DJ Sparks bringing you a new hit show from Night City, Cyberpunk, a cyberpunk red live play podcast. Listen as a ragtag group slamming on the corpos. Survive the streets and try to keep from being flatlined. You can tune in on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts. DJ Sparks out! Hello, this is Charlie Transmutation coming to you with another PSA announcement. No, Charlie. This is a commercial. What? Crap. Nobody told me that. Well, what are you supposed to do in this thing anyway? Well, Charlie, I'm glad you asked. This is the part where we introduce our new homebrew 5e D&D podcast, The Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit, where we explore the homebrew world of Altaris using homebrew rules and homebrew material from the Dungeon Master's Guild. Eh, sounds boring. I'm out of here. See you later, Charlie. We hope to have you guys come check us out soon. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts.